You know what you are? What am I? You're a self-loathing Jew. Am I? Oh, yes, well, yes, 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 Jewish. I do hate myself, you, yes. but it has nothing to do with being Jewish, okay? Okay, folks, next seminar up October 13th through the 15th, then December 8th through the 10th to round out 2023. Couple workshops for personal trainers on the list. These workshops are geared towards folks in the fitness industry that want to learn more about starting strength, the methods, the principles, how to become better barbell coaches, training for strength. Participants will get to coach one another with feedback on the five-step deadlift setup. There's also a discount available for folks that are actively in the business, so check out the link for details. Next one of those is up September 23rd in Katy, Texas at Starting Strength Katy, then October 21st on Long Island. For other training camps, we have self-sufficient lifter camps going on September 16th in Wichita Falls and September 23rd in Omaha, Nebraska. Still a few spots left for our squat camp in Queens, New York. That's in Astoria on October 7th. A couple press and bench press camps on the list September 2nd in Indianapolis, Indiana and September 23rd on Long Island. Then a deadlift and power clean camp also on Long Island. That's going to be on December 2nd. And one squat and deadlift camp with one spot available at the time of this recording in Tampa at Starting Strength Tampa on August 26th. And finally, some three lift camps going on October 21st in Brussels, Belgium at Brussels Barbell and November 19th in Glasgow, Scotland. Speaking of starting strength coaches, we do have a starting strength coaches prep course. This prep course is open to anyone, not just folks that want to work in gyms, but anyone that might want to become a starting strength coach or just learn to be a better barbell coach. It is a self-paced course that requires both written assignments and coaching assignments that you'll get feedback on from your assigned starting strength coach mentor. So if you think you'd like to be a starting strength coach, head over to the starting strength website, click on the coaching tab and check out the details on that. And remember, folks, taxation is theft. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Uh, Howdy duty, boys and girls. We are going to do one of our favorite things to do today. We're going to have what we call a a live Q&A. Right? Now, the other type of Q&A is what we call a paper Q&A. And this is just in-house terminology. See, we're letting you in on a deal. Right when we when we print your posted on the internet questions, we print them out. We lay them on the desk, and I read them off of a piece of paper. They are called paper Q and A's, and we occasionally do one of those. But today we're going to actually talk to you on the phone, and uh, you know, you, I don't think people understand the risk that we are imposing upon ourselves by no certainly not. turning the quality certainly of the not. show over yeah. to the general public right <clears throat> you know you think people understand that they don't understand the gravity of the situation the gravity could, of the situation the quite... risk that we're taking in order to entertain you the viewer right right all right but see now they're asking themselves what this is because we're going to do a live call-in Q&A today, but not a paper Q&A. What this is, right here, comments, comments. 
from, from the haters. The haters. <laughs> nah, this is saucy bunch this week. <laughs> All right, let me see where the trap bar is first. Let's find. Oh, it's the in there bar. somewhere. There's always a trap bar. My trap bar is completely useless. That time-honored video. Here's the comment. Ready? Ready. This guy loves the sound of his own voice. It's good. I like that one. That's what he actually said. It's pretty run-of-the-mill hater comment. It's pretty good. Huh? All right. Here, this is a real good one. How does a weightlifting belt help you in the gym? When was that done? That's the video clip. How was a weight? How does a weightlifting belt help you? Did you? Is that something Ray did or something? Uh, maybe. Artificially reinforcing a weak link in a chain defeats the concept of getting stronger. <laughs> well, now there's expert opinion. So well thought out. You know, I never even thought about that. He's probably deadlifting like six fifty beltless. Oh, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Yes. All right. Salimi Salami Nugget says <laughs> This is a Wendler interview from oh, a long, long, long time ago. Long, long, long Those time. Those are back in the day when I used to be a starting strength fan. And now look at you. Wow, Ripito has <laughs> aged thirty years in the last decade. Well, I, you know, it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> All right. All right. Tour Wichita Falls Athletic Club with Mark Ripito. Awesome, Jim, but you need to get that music band shit out of the way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he must have it's been so strange. He must have been people, abused by like a music teacher what, or something. What these people seize on. I, I don't understand. His dad beat him with a music stand. With a music child. stand yeah. or a, with a tenor sax. Yeah. When I first started coming to the gym, when I first started coming to the gym, I was in the back doing Olympic lifts, and I haven't interacted with you very much, just a little bit. And you didn't want to interrupt my workout. So I'm back there doing Rip clean didn't want to interrupt your workout? Yeah, he didn't want to interrupt my workout. That's very nice Because as soon as I saw him come back there and start setting up chairs, I'm like, oh, let me let me stop my workout. And you said, no, just keep going. So the entire his entire band was in there, and I'm doing clean and jerks while you guys are practicing. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, probably it was, the most entertaining workout. It was had, kind know. of bizarre. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right. Uh, John McCain has been dead for some time now. Oh, shit. This is from my comments about steroids. Having to go talk to John McCain. Right, right. The yeah. steroids uh, thing. John McCain's been dead for some time now. I can't talk about dead people. So. <laughs> It's not respectful or what. <laughs> I think he thinks you don't know he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's, that's he's helping you. That must be what he. That, yeah. That's probably what he. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> All right. Oh, here's this is hateful. How much did Rip get charged for this segment of Ask a Jew? Oh, what was that? What's video? It says avoid these bench press mistakes. Just random? That's Zo- no, that's Zohar. That's what that's about. Oh, okay. That's Zohar's video. Oh, oh, I see. All right, okay. yeah, he had that bench press video. Well, that wasn't Ask a Jew. It's 
So once again, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, no, this is good. This is Bachelor Sausage and Kraut. Two comments on that. Got to pay $75 a year to watch the full <laughs> episode. WTF dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, okay, New York matinee called it a playful but mysterious <laughs> little dish. That's good. Yeah, that's that right. was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's start focusing. Should I start focusing on the press? Uh, this is. Uh, this is apparently that one we did over at the gym. That video, because the skeletons are on either side of me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <clears throat> one of the criteria for a cult is being led by a charismatic, messianic figure. Just say it. Well, this guy is saying I'm charismatic, and I am also the messiah. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a hateful comment. It's not bad at all. Well, there's nothing hateful about that. That's a worshipful <laughs> statement. It's the highest form of Tell love. Tell Bree not to put any worshipful <laughs> shit in this anymore. All right. All right. And last but not least, of course, kettlebell shortage. Uh, starting strength network previews. What a dingus. <laughs> I like those simple ones. Yeah. It's like the mortar yeah. that puts puts all the big ones together. Dingus. It's Dang, good. What a dingus. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last time I heard someone Man, call it dingus. That's that's so harsh. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's that's this week's installment of comments, comments from, from the, haters. the haters. Okay. All right, All boys right. and girls. We are going to just dive right into this. Let's do it. Before we do that, quick uh, yeah. production situation here. Do you want to uh, – we've got a, a napkin over there in the corner. Kick that off or put a monkey in front of it or something. <clears throat> oh, that's what that's for. That's for yeah. Oh, got my it. Right. It's probably – I'm probably cool enough that I'll quit sweating, so just cut all that out. <laughs> all right. Or leave it in. <laughs> I mean, it is live right now. <laughs> well, but, you know, th these people watching will forget. <laughs> they already did. Yeah. Uh, let's let's give out the phone number. If you All right. Call let's in, give the phone number out. 1-855-1-855-490-0125. You can write that down. That's the same phone number every night. Same right? exact one. Yep. One more time. 1-855-1-855-490-0125. Give us a call. We'll answer right. your question. Call us. We'll talk to you. Here, let me put my hearing yep. aid in here. This allows me to hear better so I can hear the, the caller. Yeah, it'd be hard for you to hear it through my headphones. Right. Yeah. All right. Ready? Ready. Hello, David. You there? Doesn't sound like David's there. Dave. Uh, 
Uh, Hello, Dave. Try to be coherent. <laughs> Did you think maybe uh, you, you heard Dave instead of Jacob? Oh, it's Jacob. It's Jacob. It's the AI, man. It gives me the wrong name sometimes. It's the uh-huh, AI. It's, it's, you know, that's a good Excellent. thing about AI. Anything can be blamed on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And it will increasingly <laughs> well, <laughs> happen. The auto screen here says, my name is David Martinez, mm-hmm. and I'm calling. Are you David Martinez or Jacob Martinez, or what are you? I'm Jacob Martinez. Sir. Hey, you got half of it right. How did Jacob get turned into David by the AI? Do they sound sufficiently similar? Song voices. Say, say Jacob for us. Jacob. Sounds like David to me. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Maybe they're equivalent names. <laughs> Maybe you go back into Greek, they're the same word or something. <laughs> David, is, it, All right. yeah, David is English for Jacob. Yeah. Something like yeah really, whatever. <laughs> All right. Jacob, what do you want? Uh, well, first, I'll give you some stats about my cell phone. About first, you're going to give me some stats on your cell phone. Uh, about myself. Oh, stats about yourself. All right. Maybe, All right. maybe I'll try talking to you. Is that more clear? That's my well, yeah, it's more clear. <laughs> Excellent. He took the phone out of his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he, he went into the same room with the phone. <laughs> Yelling from the living room. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are the statistics? Uh, five, uh, I'm 5'11", I'm 6 foot, somewhere between there. Uh, about 280. Yeah. Got a uh, 495 squat. Right. Uh, 515 dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and 315 bench. Right. Um, and that's just to let you know about me. I, that's nothing to do with how I'm about to ask. <laughs> um, I put a prompt into chat GPT a while back. You put a what? And in, I asked it into a chat A prompt into chat GPT, right? Yes, sir. And I asked chat GPT what Mark Ripito might have to say about the trolley problem. Well, about good. the what and problem? I'm curious about how close it is. The trolley problem. You know what the Classical trolley problem is? I have not. I have no idea what a trolley problem is. No. So it's the it's the classic question for uh, like an AI or a, a machine. Right. So you got a trolley. The track diverges on one. You've got one person tied to the track, and on the other track, you've got five people tied to the track. Which one? Which what decision does it make? Or another thing is like when when the when the self driving cars. So the question right. is, <clears throat> the self driving car tries to avoid a pedestrian, and in the in 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 the act, in the act of, of so avoid, doing, yeah, it just goes onto the parking under the under the sidewalk and takes out five people. Right. Is that is that accurate, Jacob? Well, uh, it's that that certainly has application to self-driving cars and stuff, but it's also just a kind of a simple philosophical question. Like if, and maybe I'll rephrase it in a separate way. I'll say, suppose Mr. Ripito, you're out and about and it's the wild west. You've got a train coming and somebody has tied up someone, uh, actually five people along that train's track. And they're tied up on tracks and you know that if the train comes, you gotta run over all five of those sons of bitches. Right. You also see that there's an alternative track 
and there's one person tied up on that track. Do you intervene and flip the flip the track over so that the train runs over so one person? Only one person as opposed to five get killed. Yeah, but you have to physically like that person wouldn't have been killed had you not done that. So you may get like do you do something or not? Well, that's a that's, that's interesting. That's more interesting than the way I explained it. That's an interesting question, isn't it? Uh, if I don't intervene, then by default, I kill five people because, of course, I'm responsible of course. for this absurd scenario. <laughs> but if I do intervene, I kill one person. You're blamed either yeah, way. Yeah, someone who wouldn't have died otherwise. Someone who wouldn't have died otherwise. But the five would have died had I done nothing. Yep. It sucks. So I, 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 I don't know. Are, it, are the five TV. are the five people Democrats? <laughs> what's the what's their do race religion? <laughs> what do they look like? Yeah, who, who are these people? Rusties. <laughs> no question. No question. Let the train go. <laughs> Get behind the train and put. <laughs> So what did ChatGPT say, Ripito would say? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you'll prefer me to read it out loud or I can drop it in the comments. No, I mean, here we are. It's call-in Q&A. Read it to us. All right. I'll read you the whole prompt then. All right. Good. Um, this, this ought to be great. So it starts off by giving a, uh, an explanation of who you are. Right. It says, Mark Ripito is an American strength training coach, author, and former competitive power lifter. His expertise lies in the field of physical fitness and training rather than ethics or moral philosophy. <laughs> Nonetheless, one can attempt to derive an answer to the trolley problem inspired by Ripito's no-nonsense approach and emphasis on practicality and personal responsibility. So, it continues. All right. A response to the trolley problem in the style of Mark Ripito might be, in life, just as in strength training, there are situations where tough decisions must be made. The trolley problem presents us with a difficult choice, but as individuals, we are responsible for taking action and making the best decision we can in the face of adversity. Reasonable. The trolley problem is a theoretical thought experiment, but its essence can be applied to real-life situations where we face difficult choices. When confronted with a challenge, it is important to be decisive, rational, and practical. Just as in physical training, the process of making a decision requires a solid understanding of the situation, an assessment of the options, and the willingness to act. From a pragmatic standpoint, the most reasonable course of action in the trolley problem is to minimize the overall harm, which involves sacrificing one person to save the lives of five others. However, it is essential to recognize that the world is far more complex than a hypothetical scenario and our decisions may have unintended consequences or be based on imperfect information. In conclusion, a response inspired by Mark Ripito would emphasize the importance of personal responsibility, decisiveness, and pragmatism when faced with difficult ethical choices. While the trolley problem is an abstract thought experiment, it serves as a reminder that real-life situations often demand the application of these qualities in order to navigate moral dilemmas effectively. 
So it sounds perfectly reasonable. Well, <clears throat> it, there weren't any grammar problems with it. <laughs> but it didn't actually say what you getting better about that. It didn't actually say what you would do. Oh, I you know, what would I do? Let's just let's cut to the chase. What would I do? Man, what if that one uh, guy was was going to be the guy that See, there's just know? not Damn. There's just there's no good, you know, this yeah. one guy laying tied up on the track has somehow gotten himself into a situation where now he's not going to cure cancer or he could be hitler or he could be adolf hitler yeah i would all be hitlers i would say that you know one guy could be easily overpowered and tied to the track the people the five people that were overpowered and tied to the track there was a good reason those motherfuckers are tied to the track you know that's a real good unless that's a that's an excellent application of the more information is necessary kind of a deal if you got five people tied to the track it took it's like how the hell did you guys end it up took tied 15 to or track? 20 people yeah to make that decision to tie these guys to the track. or they just went willingly under a very very small threat of violence and they just did it so i mean fuck them or they were just weak and you know well, hadn't that's started exactly their right alp that's exactly right. And if I understand it correctly, and here's a here's a more dry perspective on this, I don't have to do anything to kill the five guys. Right. The train's going to kill gonna, them. They're going to die. When I, if I intervene, I'm saving the five guys at the expense of the one. Right. So I'm actually, at that point, involving myself in a life or death decision, whereas if I just don't do anything, it's not my decision. Right. It's the, yeah. the by, yeah, by morally so. bankrupt pieces of shit that set this problem up. <laughs> They're the ones that are actually guilty. Yeah, to, to, yeah, to save five, you'd have to actively kill one. Right. You'd right. have to murder one. Right. I'd have to, I'd have to yeah. actually physically M- murder, murder someone. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. think that's what I do. I just stand there and watch. You're taking it upon yourself to unwind yeah. the strings of the fates mm-hmm. yeah yeah which yeah. i probably it's shouldn't be doing. i don't know that there's a right answer but oh there's no right answer obviously there's no right answer and that's why these kind of questions are on the one hand so much fun for <laughs> you know i'd flip the switch the the uh, audience the uh, you know studio audience and at the same time so awful for you know <laughs> for those of us who have been thrown the question uh what would you do nick i think i already made my position clear he made his position clear. i'd flip the switch no doubt about it you'd save the five and mm-hmm. i get to kill somebody and be a hero at the same time hell yeah <laughs> what are two of them well here see, like, dude, what those that, are all, what two those are all pedophiles the over there I don't what know that. What if two of the five are real good-looking broads? <laughs> See, that that's why I asked, what do they look like? You know? No, I, these things must be factored in. I, yeah. I, look, I'm not doing shit until I have more information. <laughs> till you tell me that those people don't deserve to die, they're yeah, going to die. I didn't, I I didn't set died. this in motion. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, it's they, not my they deal. They for good reason. It's <laughs> not my deal. I'm not live or death, you know? It, to, in the words of the prophet Craig Douglas, um, not my monkey, not my circus. <laughs> There you go. All right. Well, thanks for the call. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> All right. Later. Appreciate it.
All right. All right, what now. A, what a way to start the what show. What a way to start the show, huh? Yeah, man. All right. All right. I'm not going to tell you the name that it says on this uh, screen, so we'll just, hello, are you there? Is this our Drew? Say that again. What? Uh, it seems like I'm live now. I'm Drew from uh, Minneapolis, and uh, I had a good question for Rip right here. Oh, right. We're, we're on, man. You are on with Ripito. How did you not want to say his gotcha. name? Gotcha. Uh, however he said his name. Drew is what he said. Yeah, Drew. It, the uh, auto screen <laughs> thought it says groupie balls. No fucking shit. <laughs> this thing's got some significant <laughs> problems here. Wow. I thought he was just yeah. trying to be funny. He turns out. No, see, he just said Drew. And the, the, the thing said it was the machinery is fucked up. That's what the deal is. Oh, Jesus Christ. The next Ruby guy's name ball. is Ron. So. Uh, <laughs> the next guy's name will actually be, you know, like, uh, Harry S. You know. Dingle Puss. Dingle Puss. Something like that. Dingleberry Eater or something. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is a good time. All right, Groot, <laughs> what do you want? Uh, you're probably we're, well aware of your infamous uh, video about how to handle plates and how to load them into the rack and how to hold them. Yeah, I mean, I, I did record it, so, yeah, I'm aware of it. It's and I stand by it, too. Ha- I stand by it. <laughs> I stand by that. Have you seen, this, have you seen uh, the spoof video that Coop from Garage Reviews stayed on you? No. <laughs> it, no anyone, I anyone there in the production team saw it? No. No. No, nah, we're you know, we're not garage gym guys. Well, you know. uh, I, it's all right. He, he, he's a big fan. It's uh, flattering, uh, if anything. But I was just wondering what was your thought process with all the it's better to hold it with four fingers and two hands than one hand and one thumb. I just thought that was such an interesting way to talk about the whole plate thing. And yeah, it's a lot of math. Fascinating, man. It's, it's, those, it's a lot of math. Those, those things become so so iconic in the internet. You're probably not aware. It's our most I popular video. You're like, is it? It's our yeah, most watched. Do you play up? Do you play up to the camera, or is this Drew? Drew, Drew that that video plate? was totally off the cuff, and there was zero thought put in it. Well, actually, here's the background. So, so well, first of all, no, we're, no one's playing up to the camera. Yeah. That's just rip being rip. But <clears throat> I was in Austin. I, you probably don't remember this. I was in Austin <clears throat> at the gym down there, and the coaches down there were insisting that the plates go out. I said, "This is bullshit. The plates face in." And we're going back and forth, and uh, and then I called you and I said, hey, will you you guys just make a video, the official position, make a video where how the plates go on the bar, and then you went out, made a two minute video, and it's our most popular video. Isn't that amazing? We amazing. won. We did that one take too. We is just, that the is that more uh, popular than where I kicked the monkey across? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. oh yeah. Oh really? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was the first video I saw rip on the internet, so it's well. I you know I I, 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 I argue I I challenge anyone to refute my argument. <laughs> refute no, the fucking argument, right. right? Since I started, since I started handling my plates that way, it's been a huge difference. And I well, just, went out of my way to find a damn rack like your guys' racks that have a one inch pin and right. not some bolted on crap, and it's all welded. Right. And I could not go back. 
I could not go back. I don't know how the hell. <laughs> See, I once again, split those damn plates with a two-inch pen. God damn. <laughs> once again, we are like correct. It. Isn't that shocking how that <laughs> happens so frequently? You've changed you know? this man's life. I've changed this man's <laughs> life. At least the mundane aspects of his training have changed. Every Which time is, he un- unracks a, a plate from the thing, he thinks about you. Thank you, Mark Ripito. Thank you, Mark Ripito. Man. Yeah, it's just <laughs> My life has changed. That's awesome. It's well, a little thing. It's a little well, thing. Drew, I'm glad watch, we could help. Watch the spoof video. Watch the spoof video whenever you get a chance. All right. Um, it's literally a shot by shot recreation. Even the <laughs> thumbnail is the same. Jesus. And my personal favorite where was his version of flipping up the plate. Oh, I love that <laughs> and part. And talking about why four fingers is better than two thumbs and I just wish you watched it so we could laugh right. about it a little there, bit. But I'll leave you. All right. Well I'll that. when I get back to the office I'll look it up. And then maybe I'll have a comment on it <laughs> on a future podcast. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, take care. God bless. Okay. <laughs> there are some some hidden gems in that. Video. Man, yeah. We're having good calls right now. We're having interesting time, calls. Yeah. You got some hidden gems. There's the thing where he's he just straight ass face. It's like this is a hand trick I learned over the years. <laughs> you like did some. You just flipped the plate up in your. Hand. That was fucking good. <laughs> man. I can't. <laughs> I can't watch that without laughing. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in a long time. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Maybe this is actually Ron. Ron, you there? Yeah, this is Ron. Hey, uh, hey they got it right that time. Finally. How about that? What's happening, man? Hey, hey, thanks for taking my call. Hopefully, hopefully you can help me. Um, long story short, I started TRT about eight months ago. Right. And I would say over the past two months, all of a sudden, I am hungry like almost constantly. Almost a joke where. You say you eat Chinese food and you're hungry again right. two or three hours later. Well, right. it's like that with everything I'm eating. And I think I'm eating enough. Actually, I, I'm pretty sure I'm eating enough because I'm putting on a little bit of weight very slowly. Is there any tips or, or anything that you could think of that uh, that's causing this? I mean, I, I guess it's probably the TRT, but no. I thought that... How old are you? No. I'm uh, 34. You're 34. And how long have you been training heavy? Uh, well, probably about three years now, maybe. Well, um, you know, I remember a, 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 a period of time in my training where I'd been training seriously for about three or four years. Been lifting in meats and stuff and was, you know, serious in the gym. And I remember taking a trip uh, one time to a to a meet, and then I was going to go visit a guy after um, after the the meet. Uh, he was fairly close to where the meet was, and I remember. In fact, I was just thinking about this today. It's odd that you mentioned this. I I remember being uh, hungry. To the point that I wondered what in the hell was wrong with me. I mean, I would, you know, I'd I'd stop and I'd get six tacos and I'd eat them, and then two hours later, I'd say to myself, "Man, I got to have something else to eat." 
and stop yeah, and get a couple of I'm cheeseburgers at. and, you know, eat those. And then a couple hours later, they're gone and I'm starving to death again. Just a growth spurt, you know, and uh, you're young enough to where you haven't accumulated a bunch of injuries and you're able to train your ass off. The testosterone is helping you recover from the training and you're just you're in a situation where you're growing a bunch of tissue right now take advantage of it it won't be like this yeah. from now on you know. <laughs> right. how long well, have, it's, how long uh, have you been on trt yeah about eight months and, yeah. it, and it feels really good i, I really like it yeah. and yeah and it's kind of like that because guys at work are like looking at me funny like yeah, I'm packing all this food to work, and I'm eating clean. I'm eating good, and uh, but I'm just constantly like it's like it's yeah. there's days where I can't get enough. Good. You know, like on I, a good you know, day, it's probably you need to take advantage of this metabolic situation right now and do not ever be without something to eat. Now, this is an excellent okay. time to remember about the milk. This is an excellent time to keep milk handy milk is one of the advantages of milk is it is handy every convenience store on the surface of the earth has got some milk it doesn't have to be cooked it doesn't have to be prepared it just has to be opened and drunk and if you yep. uh i would i would definitely remember the advantages of milk in this in this kind of situation but you're this metabolic situation you're in right now won't last forever it won't last forever you've got a unique opportunity here to get big and if you're not gaining i mean you ought to be gaining five pounds a week you know i'd probably like five pounds a month now, granted i'm i'm six four i'm, I'm two two eighty five six four and I'm, i think i put on about five pounds last month I'd say. Well, I, you know, you're going to need to be thinking in terms of weighing 315, 325 at 6'4". You know, you're going to come out of this with squats in the sevens, deadlifts in the sevens, benches in the high fours. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe better squat than that, you know. But you, this is a this is a hell of an opportunity. I envy you, because I remember it myself. So I'm not busy. <laughs> no, I this think is good. Then that's kind of what I was hoping for. No, I think you're you're in a. You'll look back on this thirty years from now and say, "Man, that sure was fun. <laughs> that sure was fun eating all that shit and getting big and strong." And don't be afraid to eat a little dirty too. Yeah, have a piece of cake every once in a while. Why not? And if you're just eating like a bunch of chicken and shit, eat beef. Yeah, you don't want to be eating chicken. Chickens are for running away and eating grasshoppers and shit. That's all. That's all they're for. (laughs) What's your your squat? I'm eating everything I can get my hands on. What's your squat and deadlift? Did you? Yeah. What are your numbers right now? Oh no, he hung up. He's like, "Fuck that!" I'm not answering that question. (laughs) It's too incriminating. Yeah. So they're on. Nope, we lost him. All right, Ron's gone. Ron's Bye, Ron. Gone. All right. Anyway, that was well, a good we're call. Gonna, we're going to assume his numbers are honest, and he's we're going to assume right he's thing. deadlifting six hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, right. In fact, all right. Okay. I think this might be Andrew Lewis. Let's see. 
Who told Andrew Lewis Hello? he could call into the guy? Sounds like Andrew Lewis. Is that Hello? you, Andrew? You don't have a password on. You don't have a password on the thing. <laughs> well, that's that's an oversight. That's a mistake. <laughs> that's an oversight. We'll, we'll give everybody except Andrew the password. <laughs> right, what are you doing? The password is suspenders. <laughs> so I apologize if I seem a little groggy. I just woke up. Every Thursday I go down to the local railroad. And I take my blanket that looks like a bunch of rope, and I lay down on that railroad. <laughs> right. I sleep there for about two hours. Just to dare somebody to kill you. Yeah. Well, and, really and no just, one's there. It just elevates, it elevates the high of sleeping, knowing that someone might sacrifice me for five other human lives. Right. <laughs> well, I can see that. My, you know. I, have a, I have an unresolved question that I've been thinking about for a little while because God, I'm so sorry. Nick did a video a while back. <laughs> oh, jeez. About cast iron skillets. Oh, nice. Where he used he used soap to clean his cast iron. You didn't want and to bring that up, that. Andrew. Why would you want to bring that up? That's been a bone of contention here. <laughs> let me let me let me be very. You know, let me be crystal because, clear here. Because I think. Hang hang on, Andrew. Let me be let me be crystal clear here. The majority of humanity will lose their fucking shit if you tell them that you can wash a cast iron pan with soap. My point is that nothing bad will happen to your cast iron pan if you wash it with soap. In fact, there are some benefits to cleaning your cooking equipment, like not having oh, shit God, taste like man. food now that you cooked the other day. <clears throat> but, nice but that's on you. Thanks a lot, <laughs> but, Andrew. But that's on you, right? If you if you so like is, if you wash your stainless steel pans and your <laughs> aluminum pans, I don't see why you don't fucking wash your cast iron pans. But that's on you. I don't care. But what I do care about is the so, disinformation that somehow Dawn soap is going to ruin the fucking seasoning on your pan it does not happen so so quit saying that because it's bullshit you can wash your pans it'll be just fine you know i haven't talked about it i'm not talking to you rip i, I, I kind of kind of am but i'm mostly talking about i haven't talked about it. you know why i don't like to wash my cast iron pan because i don't like to do shit i don't have to do i mean why would i carry that big heavy fucking piece of shit over to my sink and put Dawn in it and scrub it so that it's nice and sterile so Nick can't taste his salmon when he cooks his eggs. Yeah, fuck that. That's you know, gross. I, I just I rather I just, you know. you know. Rip, when you say, Rip, when you say that you don't use soap, I think some people, and this is why I'm calling, I think some people have this conception in their mind where you get done making something and you've got grease in the pan and you've got a bunch of shit in the pan and you go, fuck it, that's fine. And so the the question I have is what is your – post-cooking cast iron cleaning procedure i don't have one. Oh, so it is just fuck it it's fine yeah yeah pretty much okay if i've got a bunch of grease left over in the pan uh what i do is i will pull the grease out with my my spatula and i put it in a little bowl i've got on my on my counter there that i store grease in and i'll just use it to cook with next time this is having been raised in a commercial kitchen and i'm just you know i you know i'm not as meticulous about things as some people are but what i do is when i get through cooking in that pan i pull the food out of the pan then i will take my spatula and i will scrape the pan so that anything stuck to it is loose 
it's 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 no longer stuck. So that restores the non-stick surface to the skillet. And then I turn off the heat and I go over to the table and I eat. And I don't think about it again yeah. until the next time I'm I'm going to use the pan to cook. And then if there's a bunch of shit in the pan, I will take two paper towels. I will turn the heat on and get the pan warm. And then I will wipe the grease and the goo out of the pan until it's nice and black and shiny. You know, because I'm into diversity, right? And uh, And then I'll cook on the thing. Diversity. <laughs> See, and I think, and I think that's exactly that's exactly what the audience needed to hear as far as what what your actual procedure. I'm not going to do it. I think I think I like using soap, but I think that's a that's a perfectly reasonable method in terms of not just leaving a bunch of shit in the cast iron skillet. No, no, no. You wipe <laughs> I, I that out. I appreciate you outlining that. All right. Well, yeah, thank right. God for you, Andrew. Man, I mean, you have clarified. Well, <clears throat> now the thing is crystalline. Right, absolutely, and, and, and uh, I, can, I can sleep in peace. So I'm headed back the to man, the world where <laughs> You know, look, don't kill yourself. Well, he right, you're, too, you're far too valuable. Somebody else well, tie yourself a, look, up I'm on the railroad. A, I'm on a train track, Rick. I'm on a railroad track that doesn't get used. As long as nobody hits any switches, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That kind of sounds kind of comfortable. Doesn't it, huh? <laughs> Wonder if you could have one of those installed yeah. in your bedroom, <laughs> so you could sleep on the train oh, track, like a race, like a race car bed, like a race <laughs> yeah, car kind of, bed. but for a like man, that, you know? <laughs> yeah. right? High stakes right. sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Andrew. Yeah. That was all right, hard. Andrew, thanks, get out of here. All right, Later. bye. <laughs> all right, <sighs> moving right along. Moving right along. Oh shit! Listen to that. Oh, is he backing oh, up? He's on the train track. <laughs> Hello, you're on. There's a fire in his house. <laughs> is, are you driving a dump truck or something, or what do you? Did you burn some hamburgers? Did you leave your cast iron skillet on Hello? the fire? <laughs> it's just a grease. There's a grease fire. <laughs> is, is there actually anyone on the phone right now? Hello. All right. Oh, there Hello? he is. There he is. All right. He decided finally to talk. All right. Who is this? Hello. 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 I, I don't know what to do with this guy. He doesn't seem to understand. Uh, am I on? You yeah. are on. You are on. Yes. Hello. Hi. My name's Alistair. Alistair. Yeah. Hi. I'm calling about. Um, so in the off season for my rugby, I, I play amateur rugby in England. And uh, I um, uh, I did the NLP, or I started the NLP in my off-season. I just wondered if you had any tips to carry on um, in the on-season. Like, I, I train four, four days a week and do full contact at the weekend. I just wondered if you had any things that I needed to be aware of when I continue. I don't want to get up the training training. How long is your season? Uh, it runs from September to April. September. So I'm to getting April. ahead of the curve. May, June, July, August. You got four months off to train. No, no. September, 
Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right. And what are your lifts right now? Uh, my squat, sorry, I'm in England, so it's going to be in the awful metric system. Uh, I, believe it squat. or not, I can deal with that. <laughs> Go on with the numbers. Are you there? I think we might have lost did him. Did he hang up? <clears throat> he didn't hang up. We might have lost, lost him. him. How did we lose him? Well, he's in England. Transoceanic communications are just not reliable. Call us back if you... Uh, Call us back if you can. <clears throat> All right. Well, he must have exceeded. Well, I was actually going to get the answer of training questions. Well, four, yeah, four days of practice plus games on the weekend for eight months of the that's year. That's rough. That's a shit, man. And especially rugby, like, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's why I was asking him if his uh, <clears throat> what his lifts were because if if he squat like one eighty five for five at a body weight of 165 he just trains right and eats a whole bunch because his training is not going to be tapping in i think we got him back hold on we got him back yeah i think this is yeah is that you alistair hey alistair you back bud hey you there i need to give it a minute yeah he's having connection issues well that's not going to be all right we're going to answer your question here all right well let's just do it that way yeah all right all right, here's the situation. All right, you're playing, you're beating the shit out of yourself eight months of the year, four days a week. If you cannot get recovered from both your training under the bar and what's taking place on the field, then this is not sustainable. Now, if you are eating 5,000 calories a day, maybe more, and you are able to sleep and you're not injured from the field that you might be able to get away with this but most people will not eat enough to do it most people will not eat enough calories to enable themselves to recover from both the field sport and the weight room training if you can eat enough <clears throat> And I'm talking about 250, 275, 300 grams of protein a day and a total of 5,000 calories, which is going to take an effort on your part, then you might be able to do this without modifying the, the novice linear progression numbers to any significant extent. All right? And depending on how many times you've attempted to do the novice linear progression uh it might be and, and what your numbers are right now we didn't get a chance to hear that uh it might be that you're an intermediate lifter and you need to be doing the four-day split yeah he's did he did you remember him saying he did the nlp Fun, okay maybe i think he year. said something he, i think it. he said so did he yeah i so, think he did yeah. yeah so if he's intermediate then it, yeah four-day split you know he's gonna he's lift. intermediate the four-day split so what he does is he goes out to rugby practice he comes back he does that workout for that day and then he sits down and eats for an hour and right. a half yep yep and and he can do it he's a young man he ought to be yep. able to do that yeah ideally rugby practices first and lift after right <clears throat> exactly yep other than that i don't have any specifics because i don't have any more information yep. so this is the problem 
with the transatlantic communication. Yeah. Well, and then one more thing in the situation. off in the off season, he's going to train hard and probably go on another LP as soon as yeah. the season ends. You know, go on another LP, yeah. run it hard, get as far as you can. You uh, know, you want to go into each rugby season stronger than you were the last exactly time. Exactly right. Exactly right. Every single year, you need to be stronger. Because stronger is injury proof, and stronger is more effective on the field. Yep. And he knows that, or he wouldn't even be trying to do this. Right. So, right. Do we know how many there games are in a rugby season? A bunch. A bunch. Is yeah. it one week or is it Sometimes two a week? Multiple. Dude, we used to. I mean, I played high school and college, but we used to play tournaments over a weekend, and you'd play if you won, you'd play easily four or five games. Wow, that's nuts. That is nuts. Yeah, <clears throat> it's, yeah not, it's a rough sport. It's rough. Yeah, the practices. I mean, we compare it to football. The practices and the games are not as violent. You're not as. I mean, you're beat up, but you're not as beat up because the impacts mm-hmm. are. You know, it's it's lower impact, but it's still right. it's still hard. Yeah, people think pads protect. No, no, no. You, no, 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 you, no, no, no. You no. can't play pads. Yeah. enable you to hit harder. You cannot play more than one football game a week. Right. You can play lots of rugby. Okay. Right. I mean, those dudes play a game, <coughs> go drink, and then go play another game. Right. You know, the same day. Not that it's easy, but it's uh, it's a different animal. Right. Whole different level of intensity. <laughs> yep. Yep. Whole different thing. All right. Who's next? Hello. Hello. You are on. Hey, Rip. How you doing? Hey, who's this? This is Mike. I'm calling from New York. Uh, so I'm expecting some flack for that. Well, but, you're still uh, there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not from the city, though. I'm from upstate. It's a little better up here. Yeah, it's a little you bit. Know, you still got the same governor. <laughs> same governor. Bob, it's beautiful. You know, Hudson Valley, the hiking, it's awesome. I've heard it's pretty but, uh, up there. I'm not calling about that. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, but calling because I've been running into some uh, quad, tendon, quad tendonitis. Um, mm-hmm. My numbers, my press is 170 for five. Bench is 250 for five, squat 410 for five, deadlift 470 for five. And, you know, I've dealt with some patellar tendonitis in the past when, you know, I get too forward in the squat at the bottom or something, but it usually goes away in a week. And this time, the quad tendonitis started when I was benching. You know, I was leg driving. It was like right. third set of uh, third set of five. And I felt it go, or I felt like a twinge in the knee, and then it just hurt like hell after, and it still hasn't gotten better. Um, so it's been bugging me in the squat too. And I wanted to, to ask you a couple questions about switching to flat shoes in the squat. Now it seems to be helping me, uh, avoid the, the quad tendonitis. I feel like I can sit back more right. into, into the hips, keep my shins vertical. Right. But, uh, I know obviously that's not, that's not the, uh, the party line. So I wanted to see your thoughts on that. Well, uh, what shoes are you in right now? Uh, I've just got some Chuck Taylors that I've, I, I deadlift in the flats, so I've uh, been using them at the gym for a while, so I've just been wearing for my squats, too. The problem with Chuck Taylors is they are, they're shitty. They're just shitty. Like the construction? <clears throat> yeah, they're not very they're, durable. They're, there's nothing to them. There's no arch support. There's not any compression. There's not any reinforcement of the foot structure. It's just, they're just shitty shoes that are designed to be manufactured cheaply they're not good for anything the the first the first seminar that i ever did um there was a guy who refused to wear lifters whenever he was squatting and i was coaching him 
And I took my phone, I took a picture of his feet in the bottom of the squat. And his heel was actually sliding out of his shoe, off of his, off the sole, and it was on the ground. And he had no perception of that yeah. because he's got 350 pounds on his but back. But he, he was wearing lifting shoes. You were wearing lifting shoes before, right? You switched to flats for the squat. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing, I'm wearing lifting shoes since, since the linear progression into yeah. intermediate programming. What, what you did. What shoes are they? Uh, Adidas power lifts. I think they have like a three quarter inch heel. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. low heel on those. Yeah, that's uh, well, three quarter inch heel. What's the net heel? Is the what? They're I'm... they're short. They're, those are pretty flat. Are those they? Are, yeah. The, the what what he's doing is he's substituting a, a piece of equipment. So he's he's putting flat shoes on because he has crappy control of his knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the flat shoes force you to control the <laughs> knees better. So you gotta you gotta get that yeah. squared away. That's the problem. So <laughs> this is this is what I would. This is what I would suggest. If you've got what is going to be chronic quadriceps tendonitis, and a lot of people get that, you you need to get that resolved with your squat form. You need to video your sets because you will not perceive your technique correctly. You will think you're doing something and it's not getting done. And I know this from personal experience. You can't tell. This is what's, and we've said this a thousand times, this is what's wrong with RPE. You can't accurately perceive what the hell's happening to you. I'm sorry, you just can't. I can't, and you can't. So you need to video all of your sets and make sure that you are squatting with as vertical a shin as you can. With, in other words, with as open a knee angle and as closed a hip angle as you can manage. Thus, putting the stress of the squat on the hips and taking it off of the knees. And if you do this correctly and give the knees a chance to heal, you're going to be a whole lot likely, a lot more likely to be able to train consistency for for a many many more years than if you let the tendonitis get embedded in that quadriceps tendon and once you once you get it figured out it would probably be a smart idea to tubo yourself so you don't get back in the habit of having knee slide in the bottom Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so that's i Um, mean this is this is 100 percent a question of of squat technique and it okay. is, and your footwear is of peripheral interest. If I were you, I would get back in my good quality squat shoes. Because Chuck Taylors are not. That's for, that's for eleventh graders to go to high school in. That's not for people to, <laughs> to train. Okay, that's for when you've got to start buying your own shoes because your parents are tired of your shit. You know, and Chuck Taylors are what. $35 or something like that. So you've yeah. got to... No, they're like 70 now. Are they really? Yeah. Those pieces of canvas and rubber yeah. are 70 bucks? 70, yeah. 80 bucks sometimes. That's, it's that's insane. Really? Yeah. That's, that's unreasonable. Yeah. That's offensive is what that well, is. Well, last I looked, that's why I haven't... I, yeah. It's not that's offensive. Them. So... Uh, and, and look, man, you, you have to... So, so yeah, you, you've got you to put your lifting shoes back on because you're introducing instability and you've got to load the knee... And you don't want to do that with unstable 
footwear, right? So put your shoes back on, make sure your squat's correct, and and don't stop, don't stop loading it. Like you you got to go heavy. No, you've got to go, and you can go heavy, but you've got to fix your back angle and your knee angle. You got to fix. There, there are three primary angles that we use for this geometry. There's the back angle, which is the angle the back makes with the floor. The reference is the horizontal floor. There's the hip angle, and the reference is the back and the thigh for the hip angle. And the knee angle is the reference between the thigh and the shin. All right? So you want an open knee angle a closed hip angle and what will facilitate that is a more horizontal back angle and you've got to learn to sit back get out of the knees is what you have to do you have to get out of the knees and put the load on the hips where it needs to be and that'll fix this problem understood all right uh a quick Quick follow-up. Since it started, the pain started when I was benching. Is right. there any advice for um, avoiding knee pain in the bench? Because it still bugs me on occasion. Well, The same quad tendonitis. If I was to guess, I would bet that your knee angle is fairly closed when you're on the bench. Okay. You've got your, your feet back up underneath you. Put them, <clears throat> put them forward. Put your feet forward of your knees you can push like that put your feet forward of your knees so that the shin is behind vertical you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah i understand that makes sense and on top of that if you fix your squat your bench will probably start feeling better yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm you sure. just gotta get the inflammation. You, you just gotta get the, the hyperflexion out of your knees. You've gotta you've got to okay. teach yourself. Not everybody gets this. Some people have real good knees and they don't their knees never bother them. But if if you've already got this, you're gonna have to fix it now so that you can continue to train. Because uh, infl- if, inflamed, well, inflamed knee tendons. Once that inflammation gets embedded in there, man, you, you got it. It's gonna be that yeah, way. Yeah. Oh, now I know. On. It's been lingering forever. So, got to get it straightened out. All right. Okay. Thanks, well, thanks for the so call, much, guys. I really appreciate it. See you. Bye. Hey, Rip. Hello. Who's this? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, sure can. Hey, this is Kylos from Manchester, New Hampshire. All right. What can we do um, for you yeah, today? Yeah, so, Rip, I'm uh, – what I was wondering, Rip, though, is how I can rehab, like, an upper back injury I got a little while ago. Um, so, for some context, uh, I'm 19. I'm 6'6", uh, 275. Um, and I think I got it while rowing and it's just been really bothering me and I've gone in for massage and I don't know. I mean, it's, it's gotten a little bit better, but is there any way I can like really fully alleviate it? Well, I don't know what's wrong with you. How long have you had it? Probably about a year now. You've had a chronic injury in your upper back for a year. 
and you haven't had it diagnosed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I, can, I can live with it, but it's not, I mean, it's uncomfortable. Well, uh, is it keeping you awake when you sleep, when you're trying to be in bed no. all night? Doesn't bother you that way? Nothing like that, no. Uh, have you, uh, you know, this would be a good time for you to go to a chiropractor and get an x-ray and see if something is obvious because okay. there may be an obvious problem and a chiropractic x-ray would show an obvious problem and that'd be cheaper than actually going to an actual doctor so that's what i would I'd, I'd like to get an idea of what you're working with in there in terms of pathology before i said anything but uh I, you you shouldn't have been doing rows. There's not any indication for you to be doing rows. Yeah, what kind yeah. of rows are you talking about? Yeah, like you're doing barbell rows? Barbell rows, probably. Or like yeah, yeah, barbell rows. I prefer it to chin ups just because I'm real tall and it's kind of hard for me to get a lot of chins. Right. Well, do chins hurt it? No, definitely not. Well, I think you need to figure out a way to do chins. You know. Just you had to build fine. yourself a a place to do chins that's tall enough to tolerate you. You know, but you, okay. you need to do some some of that kind of pulling movement of movement. And uh, if if you think that that uh, barbell rose aggravated it the first time, it, you know, you did something with the wrong with the wrong back position, and I'm thinking maybe you've got kind of a disc injury up there and t7 or 8 somewhere in there uh, that's what i'm kind of leaning toward it's it's definitely thoracic you know we we need to you need to find out what it is i think it'd be worth okay. a little bit of money to go to a chiropractor and and have them take an x-ray and uh most of them have got an x-ray machine not all of them have an x-ray machine, but most of them have an x-ray machine. Find a chiropractor with an x-ray machine and uh, see if there's something real obvious going on. And it might be the case that a chiropractic adjustment might help the thing, whatever in the hell it is. You know. Okay, a lot of yeah. those guys um, are a lot of those guys are real stupid, you know. While at the same time thinking they're real bright, you know, but that describes I know seventy-five percent of the medical profession anyway. So, yeah, more than that probably. Uh, but that's uh, that. That'd be the that'd be my approach. Uh, I think I'd I'd see if I could get an image of what exactly is wrong in the thoracic and and take it from there. You know. But okay. if this is and something you can live with, you're probably just going to have to live with it, you know. So yeah, no, I, I think I think I'll just have to power through it, honestly. Yeah, it's just there all the time. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like certain things make it better or worse. Like, uh, you know, like if I've been hiking for a while and I just like have the backpack on, I pull it off like i'll definitely feel it and things like that or, or like if, if i'm if i'm squatting or deadlifting uh you know obviously maintaining a neutral spine but like afterward like i'll definitely feel it like it doesn't it doesn't like 
You know, right. it's, it's not like an unbearable pain, but it's like more noticeable. Right. Well, now let me also point something out. At 275 and 6'6", six, six, you could stand to be 315, you know. You damn sure yeah, stand to be that's 315. Part, that's part of it, too. You know, and a lot of times these kind of little nagging injuries will go away when your body weight goes up. So, uh, you know, I think I'd maybe start concentrating a little bit more on gaining some more weight. You know, people 6'6 six, six are strong, and I mean really strong, when they're 350. Okay. You know, at 275 is definitely not not where you're going to be your strongest. Definitely not. All right. He's processing 350. So, yeah, he's he's trying to think. Am I as no, wide no, I, uh... as Hafthor? I, I mean, what's Hafthor? He's, I think he's almost seven feet, right? He's like six eight, he's six nine, right? Six, six nine, six nine. He's not like a human though. And when he's, uh, when he's like three sixty, he's like twelve percent body fat or something. I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. man. It's, yeah, it's he's he's not your normal. He's he's the reason people worship Thor. Yeah, he is a you know? he yeah. is an archetype, right? Yeah, he's an archetype. He yeah. damn sure is. There was some and dude walking he around was like the that. king. Yeah. A long time ago, he was the king. And there's a reason for that. Yep. You know, and all that wisdom shit, he just learned later. <laughs> or someone attributed. That, yeah. <laughs> that gets learned later. But the <laughs> yeah. physical presence is what made you the king back <laughs> yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> Things being simpler then, right? <laughs> well. Keep that all in mind, all right? Try the chiropractor and see if you can figure out what's actually right. wrong. But maybe if you pick up 20 pounds here pretty quick, it might go away. Yeah. You know, okay. it might go away. And, um, Rick, just, just real fast, if you, if you have the time for it, um, I'm going into the uh, college football camp. Um, any thoughts on how to get around the not amazing uh, programming that – uh, I'll have no, and that's what's thing. wrong with college football. That's what's wrong with college football. You're probably going to have to do your own training in your off time. You're going to have to come in and squat, press, bench, and deadlift heavy. You know, two days a week, and you're just all the silly ass functional training bullshit. You're just going to have to deal with it's not that hard but it does burn a bunch of calories and so you're going to need to eat more than you want to it's going to be really i remember one of the one of the kids uh way back was going to uh, a division one school and they sent him the workouts that they wanted him to do ahead of ahead of the yeah they oh got my, to where they do oh that. my god Oh, it's just, just, just well. It's just ultimately it's, out of muscle yeah, and no, fitness, had, you know. Well, ultimately, it's useless, but it's it, it yeah, it's a lot of wear. You'll, you'll, sorry. Oh, it's a lot of wear and tear, and just uh, yeah, you're gonna have to work around it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to sandbag. Yeah, you'll, you'll I actually had. Oh. You you know what sandbagging is? You're gonna have to figure out how to sandbag. Yes, sir. You sandbag their workouts, and then you know. 
put the most intensity you can into your barbell training when nobody's watching. And uh, okay, and this is probably going to require you to have another gym membership someplace. You know, yeah, which is the pain in the ass, but you know, do what you have to. Yeah. All right. No, that's fair. I actually, yep. Thanks for taking my call, Rip. Okay, man. Thank you. Yeah. See ya. All right. Couple more. Yeah. Hello. Good morning. Well, it's afternoon Good morning. here. Where are you? I'm uh, out in Hawaii. You're in Hawaii. All right. Yeah, it's morning. 9 a.m. It's there? still there. No, oh, it's 10 a.m.? I think they're five hours. Five hours? There. Right. What time is it here? It's probably 4. It's 4.30 almost. 4.30, so it's 11.30 there. So, yeah, it's morning. Especially if you're in Hawaii, you don't wake up till ten forty-five. Nobody does anything. First thing you do is hit your bong. <laughs> you know, get up in the morning, bong hit. Then go surf before breakfast. Then you go surf, <laughs> and then you eat macaroni salad on a plate lunch. Spam. Don't forget spam. the spam. You got to have spam, fried spam, macaroni <laughs> salad. Another bong hit, right? Then some Chinese beer. <laughs> Right. right. Have I got this down? I think none of that's applicable in my case. Okay. Oh, well. damn. You're doing it wrong. You're, 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 why, then why, why aren't live you in, in San Francisco or something? Why, why live in <laughs> I'm out here for a wedding. It wasn't my choice. Okay. So, what's going on? So, I have a question regarding an injury that I recently uh, had and pretty much the first one I've ever had, serious one anyway. And I was trying to condense the situation down to try and get a an accurate picture of what I'm dealing with. And basically, what I'm looking for is advice on how to go forward from this. Being it is my first injury and everything else, and it's moderately serious. So I'm five foot seven, thirty four. I'm 170 pounds now. Uh, I died it down from 190 uh, in January. Uh, my max squat for five was 350, bench 240 for five, and deadlift is 455 for five. Um, I hadn't. And what was your body weight when you work. did those numbers? 190. And you died down to 170? Yes. Why did you do this? Partly because of the injury. Okay, so I had to take a time off from doing anything. Right, so it's I time for you now to break down and describe the injury to us. All right. Right. So basically, back in March of this year, I believe it was. Not exactly sure. I don't remember the exact day because uh, I kind of got a little bit mentally uh, out of it there when it happened. Um, I had been squatting and deadlifting less because of work. I worked. Actually, I'm in Texas, too. I worked in the oil field. Uh, I'm a crane operator. And mm -hmm. I was working 18-hour days, and I wasn't able to get training in more than twice a week. And sometimes, you know, with being on shift for 18 hours continuous, right. uh, I was having trouble, you know, focusing. So I was cutting it back to about two times a week. It was Monday and Thursday for me, usually. But so in March, I was warming up on a set of squats. And long story short, 
at about 225 in a warm-up, which is not heavy at all to me. Uh, the second rep down, I don't know exactly what muscle it is. I went to the sports med doctor, and they really didn't, they, they didn't do a full battery of imaging tests or anything. But I believe it's the adductor. I tore my adductor 50%. Right. Uh, I was not. I, I was not able to laterally shift my crab walk sideways for about three weeks. Uh, it was very painful to get out of the shower. I had to actually manually lift my leg because it wasn't uh, very stable. Trying to get out of a shower with a you know high right. or high edge. Right. So let me let me clarify this. This is this is your groin. Correct. Right. So you tore uh, a groin muscle. Three days after the injury. Yeah. Three days after the injury, my entire left inside quad area was basically entirely black and green. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a muscle belly tear in the adductor. I don't know how you managed to do that, but, uh, and that was in March. All right. Have you got a defect on the, have you, can you palpate a defect? in the no, muscle belly i'm lean enough that i can see it and feel it and there's nothing the sports med doctors did the same thing because i was sent for physical therapy because they didn't want me to work in the crane in case i had up because i mean the crane's like 30 feet in the air they don't want me falling out of it falling down the ladder so yeah um, that'd be you know expensive but they they cleared me i didn't have any like it wasn't balled up or anything um i took time away from Squatting, I can still deadlift. It's weird because like the deadlifts were not impacted by it really at all. But I did like I don't know what the machine work is or laying on my side with the dumbbell put up against my leg and just kind of doing higher reps of like 80 pounds to kind of rehabilitate it and just force blood into it. And I was eating a lot of protein to try and help with recovery. And I was sleeping a lot more because I was on you know time off from work and I was getting paid, so I don't care. But um, this was the this is the first time I've ever like had any type of serious injury never broken a bone never torn a muscle you know just in my general life i've never had to deal with those things but and how old are you going back to trying to i am 34 34 okay so uh so the, I, the way you rehab this just for just for your future reference is adductors the groin muscle bellies are involved in the squat because of the stance width we designed the stance width in the blue book to utilize as much muscle mass as we can in the exercise so the stance width and the toe and knee angle are designed to maximize the involvement of the adductors so in the event of an of a muscle belly tear in the adductor group, you would narrow your stance and point the toes more forward and continue to squat. And then every workout, you would work back toward the correct stance width and toe angle and thus force the muscle belly to heal while it's being worked that's that was should have been the process that took place all right it doesn't sound like you did that so if there is a scar pretty much avoided using it if yeah that's that's the that's the problem with 
these kind of injuries. You can't avoid using them. All right, so you you are going. You may have a problem in there. You may have a scar in that muscle belly, and if you have a scar in the muscle belly, the thing is going to be prone to a tear from now on. One of the reasons that we want to actively work the thing as early as three days after the injury is you you want the thing to heal like a muscle not like a scar in a muscle so it has to be worked so that it will heal back to normal morphology all right now here's the situation here's the situation all right here's the situation you will be using a narrower stance and a more forward toe angle from now on when you squat now this isn't is this is not as good as it as it could be but that's pretty much where you are when was the last time you squatted like really heavy or just anything heavy the last the last time heavy probably early july okay and what'd you squat uh 275 300 ish in that range how did it feel well the right leg felt fine the left leg it's like i don't know it's it's a mental thing but i don't feel confident with it i'm kind of like just I don't know, like babying it subconsciously without well, trying to. Well, and that's perfectly pain. normal. But the injury was in two months now. Was I it March, right? It. Injury was March. Yeah. So he squatted three hundred on it in in July, and the yeah. thing is probably as good as it's going to get. Yeah. So what I'm asking is, I did was it using hurt? It within five days of the injury, did it hurt? Trying to rehab it with the stuff I was doing. Did it hurt in July? No, it just felt exceptionally unstable, if I uh, I use that word. Well, you know, and that might be your perception of it. It might actually be. uh, I don't know. You may have avulsed something. You know, I have no idea. Or if he did, if he did, may have avulsed one of the adductors. I don't have any idea. Yeah, and if he did like a shitty rehab version too, he may be feeling it now. You know that that scar and shit in there. So what I would suggest is that you. Start back squatting immediately. You adjust your stance in and you adjust your toe angle in a little bit. And just over time, let's see what happens. But you got to get back under the bar. You got to get back to your squats. Yeah, it sounds like you're, I mean, if if the last time you squatted heavy was July, it sounds like you're still avoiding squatting heavy. You got to get back to squatting heavy with it. You'll be fine with a narrower stance, toes forward a little bit more. What did you do last week? last week mostly press bench press and deadlift that's pretty much the easiest things for me to use because so you've just been avoiding squatting yeah. altogether yeah you got to get back in yeah there. you got to get back under the bar pretty, pretty much got to get back under the bar man sorry that's that's gonna have to you're just gonna have to gather up your balls and get under the bar and, uh, well, so my normal squat stance is probably what most people would consider, and this probably is part of the problem. I would say it's fairly wide because I'm short, as you can tell, 5'7", but uh, I have really short legs. So mm-hmm. when I do my squat, my shins are vertical. 
Um, right. And that puts my knees slightly outside of shoulder width, and my toes track pretty much in line with my knees. But I've tried to do narrower stance squats in the past because a couple of my friends who power lift for competition purposes told me that I would gain weight on the bar that way. And my torso gets in the way of getting to depth at that point because I'm very, I don't know, I'm just built weird. It's all Kind of like an orangutan. Well, you know, I think you're um, – all of that notwithstanding, <laughs> all right, all your powerlifting input notwithstanding, you're going to have to narrow your stance, and you're going to have to take some angle out of the toes and subsequently the femurs, right? And just get back the squats, man. You're, you're not going to get anything accomplished by delaying this process, you know. And, uh, well, after you have a muscle tear, is it a permanent increase in reoccurrence of injury? If it's rehabbed incorrectly, yeah. That's why a hamstring muscle belly rupture is the end of a sprinter's career. Because if you don't rehab the thing right, you got to get on it. And you've got to work the shit out of it while it's still bleeding. And if you don't do that and it scars, then you're going to have another tear. Yeah, I did that with a year. Is there anything you could think of that could... That That could what? I was going to ask, do you guys think you have any theories on what might have been the cause? Like, I didn't have any loss of control or any issues where, like, no, I know. I've played over it. But if he was squatting with a white, with two out of a stance, I don't know. That might have been, but he said it was two and a quarter. I mean, sometimes it's not possible to know what happened. But if he's always squatting with two out of a stance, he might have been squatting heavy with two out of a stance, had a partial tear. Two and a quarter. Yeah, when it tore, yeah, I mean, po- yeah, your your it point is exactly court, right. It, it just it, was warm up. You it, don't know. It doesn't matter. It, it also yeah, doesn't yeah. matter, right? I have had muscle belly tears. I had a muscle belly tear in my quad one time on the eighth set of ten sets of three. On the eighth set, yeah. it was warm, right? Right, right, yeah. And it was a sub. If you know, it was kind of, you know fast squats you know and it was it was more i have no idea what caused that but sometimes you just don't know sometimes you just get unfucking lucky right yeah i've torn i've torn a gastroc just taking a step yep it's just yeah it just happens sometimes you know so i don't i don't know what to tell you not to do to cause it again but had you asked me about this the day you tore it i would have said that three days from now you are going to do uh probably three sets of 10 at 95 pounds i would have been and, absolutely terrified that i was going to basically tear my yes, legs right I, off yeah i know it was, it and was you would have and you would have done it anyway because i would have told you to <laughs> and and you would have done it anyway and that see that's why you you know, and we have that board on the internet for a reason. You know, had you posted this at the time, I would have told you what to do. 
and uh but right now i'm just i don't know that this is the case but right now it very well may be that you've got a scar in that adductor that's going to give you problems from now on and the way you get around that is you take a narrower stance and take the adductors kind of out of the movement this means you're going to squat lighter weights than you would have otherwise but that's all you've got okay I remember in the past I followed your guidance on rehabbing like the chin-up thing for the uh, tendonitis or the elbow in elbows. Issues. Yeah, is it kind of a similar thing to this? Can you do that with like the lower body too? And if there's like a nope an issue with that, that might have this is it? not tendonitis. This is not an inflammatory situation. This is a muscle belly tear. It's a completely different injury. It sounds like you're still not wanting to squat heavy. You need to squat heavy. He's trying to get me to tell him he doesn't have <laughs> he does to squat. squat heavy. Yeah, you need to squat heavy. That's what you that's, need to do. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And if you don't want to squat heavy, I understand. I'll go back to squatting. I don't mind it. You know, you're going to have to go back to squatting, and that's the only thing I can tell you to do. Because if you want to get this thing, you want to get past this in whatever capacity you're going to be, you're going to have to squat through it. No other way to do it. Sometimes to get better, you're going to have to do the thing that hurts. Would progressively ramping up kind of like – that's the thing that gets me with it is it happened on a warm-up weight that I should have had no issue with, and the form wasn't an issue, I wouldn't think so. My logic would say, would I slowly kind of ramp up over, like, let's say a week I go in three consecutive days or three days? Well, if you have not been squatting, that's what you're going to have to do anyway. Because it's going to be like revisiting your novice linear progression. Yeah, you're just going to do the program on the on the right. squat. You're just going to do the program on the squat. You're going to squat. You know, the first day you go in, uh, you said that you did 300 in July. Uh, why don't you yeah, go right in? Holiday. Why don't you go in and on first time back do 185 for three sets of five? And then go up ten pounds of workout. That's what I three days a week. Would it be better to try and work up to a training max in one session and see like no. I felt comfortable or just no 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 you're hurt. No, you're hurt. Yeah, pick a weight and just start the program. One eighty five. Right. That sounds like a good weight. It's easy to load. Yeah. One forty five <laughs> and a quarter. And then do three sets and of five. Then do three sets of five when it then the next workout day after tomorrow you're going to do 195 and then 205 and then 215 and then 225 and then 235 and then you know there's a pattern see the pattern and and just 10 pound jumps and pretty soon you'll be back at 365 for three sets of five but with your new stance with your new stance all right He's still not convinced. Did you hear him? He's still not convinced. Yeah, I know he's not convinced. He's not convinced. He said, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. (laughs) We all hope so. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Later on. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What a nice young man. (laughs) What a good young man. You just can't get to the fucking point. (laughs) He's reluctant. No. A lot of information in All right. 20 minutes. You got another one? We can take, yeah, let's do one more. All right, one more. One more. Here we go. Hello. Am I the chosen one or what? You are the chosen one, the you final are, caller. In fact, who is this? What's your name? What name did your parents give you when you my were born? Is, 
What name was he assigned well, at birth? He's assigned me. at birth. Was... <laughs> Sorry, they we were Christian me Shane. 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 It's a good name. Yeah. All right, Shane, Shane the Pain. Shane the Pain. All right. What's going on, man? Okay, so I'm doing all these Bosu ball workouts. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, so this is the issue. Um, I'm 35 years old. All right. I'm overweight. And I do not have a lot of muscle mass. The most I've ever squatted, by the way, I've done starting strength, the actual program, and I've read like half of the book about five years ago. Okay. Uh, it's a lot more than others. I did, <laughs> I did the actual program. Well, I always reread the squat stuff. I, I really love that stuff. All right. Um, <clears throat> I've done, yeah, so uh, the most I have ever benched in my life is two. 240, um, and the most I've ever done for a set of fives is 215. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm 5'11". My mom is from the Philippines. She's a very small woman. My dad was a cross-country runner. Uh, when he had, when they had me, by the way, my mom is like 5'2", Filipino woman. My dad is 5'1", my, my and he, is, uh, he was 180 pounds when they had me. Uh, he's 75 now. So, um, anyways, uh, just giving you some background information. I'm not a Viking. I don't come. I don't All come right. from All the right. Vikings. You know. Yeah, I understand. Your, we got um, the picture. Your mom was little brown sister, and your dad was a big scarecrow looking fucking little brown exactly. sister. Yeah. It's, right. It's, All right. So. Exactly. All right. The most I've squatted uh, uh, was about 405 for a single, and I was repping out about. Uh, 350 for a set of five. Shane, right. what's your question, five, brother? So, Shane, <laughs> let's let's not do this a second uh, yeah, time. What do you want? <laughs> I, okay. Besides the fact that I'm a hard gainer, the, the reason why I'm actually calling is because I have pretty bad posterior pelvic tilt when I squat. And the only way I seem to really correct it is when I um, do a high bar squat. But, you know, obviously... It's a little quad centric, and my uh, uh, the, the amount of uh, you know weight I can lift, of course, I can generate is much lower. Right, true. That's why we <laughs> don't use high bar squats. Yeah, the the, the high bar squat has nothing well, to do with fixing your posterior pelvic tilt. No, no, it doesn't fix okay. anything. Okay, it well just... then I'm a pull. Yeah, well, okay. You, well, it, it, you it, know, it, we're not arguing with it, that. It, but it, I mean, what what? Uh, no, let, me, let me back, let's back up. How you said you're overweight? What are you? Okay, I'm. What's well, five? No, I'm actually five ten. That's the first time I've been honest about that. Five <laughs> ten. I'm five eleven. I'm five ten, and right now I'm two thirty nine. I was weighing about two fifty. So um, he's he, so he's overweight by like the government scale. Right, uh, you're yeah. overweight. You're 5'10", listen, listen, 235. I, 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 listen, you're not overweight, all right? You're 5'10", you're 235. Listen. You're squatting four. You're benching two and a quarter. You're deadlifting. you got to be deadlifting 475. So you're not overweight. So get, <laughs> I, lose that I, I idea. Deadlift, I, I deadlift about 415. I, I got man titties. I got skinny little arms. I'm telling you, for me... I am more overweight than I've ever been. All right. Well, God. 
I mean, I under normal, no you know, under, with under normal under, circumstances under. with this kind of a deal, I would advise you to kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. Somebody, but, <laughs> someone back there agrees with you. Somebody That's back his there. mom. That's finally, his mom. That finally, night. somebody back there. Somebody me said up. it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the question it's about the posterior pelvic tilt right posterior pelvic squeeze your abs. i need to see a picture squeeze your abs i need to see a picture all right because yeah. here, here's here's the raw information all right not everybody okay. has okay. the same lordotic curve all right some people okay. in normal anatomical position have got a rather pronounced normal uh, uh, lordotic curve which would be anterior pelvic tilt to the ex-fizz people and some people have a rather yeah. flat lordotic curve which would be posterior pelvic tilt to the ex-fizz people without seeing you i don't know that your assessment of your okay. pelvic situation is correct is it causing you pain every time i get around 300 uh, I get terrible lower back pain, but I just keep doing it. And, well, uh, yeah, I just keep doing it because, uh, yeah, I just want to get stronger. But are you wearing a belt? Every time I, I'm not wearing a belt. Well, God damn it! I wear Converse. Shane, and he's wearing. Con he says, just said he's wearing Converse too. Shane, come on. You're wearing man. Converses and no belt, and his back hurts. <sighs> Shocker. I mean, there are guys stronger than me. Yeah, but you're not. Uh, yeah, but they're not you. All right. So you need to get a belt. Know, but I'm just trying to. You're okay. you're, you're not no, I, trying. I, I, all right. Get some squat shoes. Wear a belt. Your back won't my hurt. Dad, my, da my, my dad's name is Mark, funny enough. But, Mark, listen, um, I have a belt. I just don't use it. Uh, I, I just didn't see the benefit of using it until I got to the point where I was plateauing. Yeah, that's and a thing like that people say. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that's, that's all bullshit. That's have, you, have you not read my article entitled "The Belt and the Deadlift"? No, he has not. No, he hasn't. Has he? Um, I seem to remember reading it. You know, like pushing up against it, which is the same as uh, the Vasalva breath kind of an axe the same uh, way. Have you right? read the article? It's time. I mean, it's time not. to. I mean, it's been a few years. It's time yeah. to revisit. Uh, revisit that article. I got circle I got back because you started having a bigger presence. Okay, okay. Start circle back to that. So your article. advice. All right. Wear a belt, okay. get lifters, uh, and your back so won't your hurt. Advice. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, I'd get some shoes, get a belt, make it sure it's a three-inch belt, not a four-inch belt, and uh, okay. and and train the low bar squat just yeah. like we tell you to in the book i bet the moment everything he, will be fine i bet the moment he puts lifting shoes on that wiggle in his low whatever he's describing as the poster yeah. public till it goes away well and what's going to also happen <laughs> well, is the pain's going to go away when he stable. puts a belt on sure mm -hmm. for sure yeah the belt that's what the uh, belt is I've, for i've always liked uh, i will wear it i've always liked the illustration you used about you know jumping on the stand you can't generate, generate as much force you know, so I've I've tried to mitigate different things to make sure I'm, at, you know, honestly, that's why I went from tennis shoes to Converse. That's why I went from you're intentionally make it harder, right? To, yeah, except when you yeah. get if you okay. want to get strong, you can't do that. Yeah, because you can't get stronger if your back hurts. Okay, and if the okay. belt 
okay. keeps your back. Listen to me. If the back, if your belt keeps your back from hurting and you can lift heavier weights, then the belt helped you get stronger, even though the belt didn't lift the weight. Okay. Got it? it. Uh, I'll try that. I'll try and I'll revisit the article. That's what you need to do. That's exactly what you need to do. All right, Mark. All right. Thanks for calling. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Have a good All right. Bye. Was he fucking with us? No, I don't think he's. No, no, no. Yeah. He's he's just honest. He's just a sincere dumbass. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, that's fine. Not everybody's, you know, like us. Insincere dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you want to do one more, or is that all? Uh, no, we got to wrap it up. Yeah. We all right, got to wrap it up. Yeah. This is already longer We're than most people's attention hours. span, anyway. So, <laughs> I don't all know right. if I could do another one after that last. Yeah, one. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, here we are at another a conclusion of another successful calling in Q and A. I'm always happy when we've been able to help people relate to their situation, you know, offer some helpful advice. You changed the one guy's had, life with the plates. Had it, <laughs> <had it>, yeah. <laughs> we learned that we've changed people's lives in the place. and we've had a you know, you know a good laugh at other people's experience. <laughs> That's important too. So. Thank you guys for being here this week, and we will see you next time here on Starting Strength Radio.